Welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, the top-ranking anti-aging skincare podcast brought to you by Young Goose Skincare, a company devoted to unlocking youthful skin, skin at a cellular level, ensuring real and lasting results. I'm your host and CEO of Young Goose, Amitai Eshel, and my aim is to simplify the journey to youthful skin aging. In each episode, we'll provide you with expert strategies to help you biohack beauty and reverse the biological clock for both your skin and your body. Get ready to rediscover a more youthful and rejuvenated version of yourself. Today, I'm thrilled to be here with Don Moxley, a luminary in the field of longevity and performance optimization with a background that bridges sports science and biohacking. Don has really delved into the intricacies of anything from HRT, from heart rate variability, and the profound benefits of spermidine supplementation. As we focus on spermidine, both internally and topically, aligning with our launch of the world's first spermidine-containing skincare products, Youth Reset, which is a deeply penetrating serum, and Youth Daily, which is a hydrating moisturizer. Dawn's insights are especially pertinent. Throughout our conversation today, we'll unravel the science behind longevity, understand how these principles intertwine with skincare, and discuss how spermidine plays a pivotal role in rejuvenating and maintaining youthful skin. Before we dive into our enlightening discussion, I want to share a review from one of our valued biohacking beauty listeners. So this is going to be from Deb number three. This is the name. She's saying, I have listened to all of your podcast episodes. I appreciate the directness you guys offer and the topics discussed. I've seen a great benefit and results with the products thus far and looking forward to trying more of them. I enjoyed learning about vitamin C from Pure C and hope the next episode is sooner rather than later. I have tried so many products and this is the first product line that has given me such a quick, beautiful results. Keep educating us with truth and usable substance. So thank you so much, uh, Deb number three. Appreciate it. And we will make sure to bring her back on the podcast sooner rather than later, or uh, at least have another discussion about vitamin C sooner rather than later. Yeah, your feedback means the world to us. Uh, I just want you to know, and it's what really what keeps this podcast thriving. If you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Even a one-word review makes a difference. So your rating and reviews really great, greatly help with the growth of this podcast, enabling us to educate and inspire more people. But now, without further ado, let's welcome Don Moxley. Don, first of all, super great having you here again. It's nice seeing you again, buddy. Yeah. And well, on the table today, we kind of alluded to it last time. And obviously, as I told you off air, anyone who's now listening to this podcast, we hope have graduated already from a couple of podcasts about spermidine, the subject we're going to talk about. So I'm really excited to what we can explore today and the depth that we can uh, kind of go into because in my eyes, in my eyes, and obviously we put our money where our mouth is, this is the the molecule to look at as far as longevity. That's the missing link in people's longevity journey and optimal performance journey. 
of for sure of the last five years, but especially of 2023, 2024. Uh, and we saw it, by the way, in A4M. That was a talk of the town in A4M. Sure. And we're, listen, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. And again, to extend this conversation with your tribe that, you know, listen, you guys, you've got a, you've got a good following. They're smart. And, and that's, that's where we love to engage. So yeah. thank you for the opportunity. Fantastic. Yeah, for sure. So you know where I want to start? I want to start. We've gotten probably a few dozens of questions about our last podcast. And there was, a, was, was an area in the middle of the podcast where we started to allude to different processes that are within the realm of aging, but aging described in fractured aging, or, mm-hmm. uh, which means that we're starting to look at aging not as one process, but as a symphony, if you would, of different, different stories, different avenues that obviously coincide, and then we age, but which we call the hallmarks of aging. So mm-hmm. we got a lot of questions about that. How would someone be able to understand, to digest the idea that aging isn't one thing? Well, you, you start there, first of yeah. all. Aging isn't one thing, and there's not a silver bullet, mm-hmm. and you have to take a multifactorial approach to this process. So that that's where you have to start. And one of the, you know, listen, when we go back and we talk about the hallmarks of aging, what that of that evolved out of an earlier study called the hallmarks of cancer. Mm-hmm. What what were the key elements that led to the development of cancer? And and when you look at aging as a disease, you start to break it into these same categories. Now I'm I, I'll tell you, I struggle with that from time to time because I think of aging as a lack of disease. <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, but, you know, we're always looking for those key points. What do we want to pay attention to? So that with that said, to the listener, Hallmarks of, of Aging is not a, a how-to book, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't go down through the nine or the 12 Hallmarks, however you look at it. It's a deep look into the intracellular processes and we're talking deep. I mean, we're going into DNA at some point in time. We, yeah. You know, that when they modified from 9 to 12, they added uh, in, inhibited autophagy. That yeah. was a hallmark. That was a new one at that point. Now, prior to that, with the nine hallmarks, we would take a look at six of them and say, oh, spermidine consumption and spermidine is responsible for six of these nine. Yeah. Primarily through autophagy. You know, so, but it can be complex, but I do think there's some basics that you can pick up out of it. Not the least of which is what we just mentioned is that I'm going to tell you, it is impossible to age well without (laughs) high levels of autophagy. Yeah. Just can't do it. And I don't know about you. Um, you know, when I, you know, I, I came into this role from high performance athletics, you know, I'm used to sitting around and seeing athletes and looking, you know, what's it take to help this person go from almost all American to national champion? And we're, we're tweaking little things at that point, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and you know, the, the director of British cycling has this term called the aggregation of marginal gains. Uh huh. I, I love that term. Dude, and, the guys, first of all, the guy's incredible, took a team that never won, to say they never won anything is really like taking your high school, you know, your little high school football team and have it win the Super Bowl, really. Right. With this it, was, it was incredible. Over and over and over again. Yes, it was incredible. And, and they, they've continued it. Yeah. But they got there not by looking for a silver bullet. 
you know, if they needed a 10% improvement, there's no one thing that'll do that. Yeah. But what they did is they found a hundred things that improved a 10th. And when you do that, all of a sudden we're now moving the needle. And I think this is how we have to look at hallmarks of aging, hallmarks of health, or just, just straight up. I want to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and see something that I'm excited about and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy about, and I'm constantly engaged with to continue to improve because, you know, because when you're not doing that, the challenge, we think of longevity as the number of days we're breathing. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, you know, I breathe one day I'll stop breathing and that's my longevity, right? That's lifespan. But as we lead up to this, and, and I'll tell you a funny story about this. I, if, if you've heard me talk before, you know, my wife and I live in an RV and we travel mm-hmm. all over the country and we just recently finished a trip from Northwest Washington to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Now we drove through Washington one day and we wound up in Montana. We were in white, way out in Western Montana, 16 miles into Montana on I-90 Spent the night there. I get up in the morning to take the dog for a walk, hit the top stair of our rig, four stairs to get up in this thing, hit the top stair of my rig, ice, my feet go out from under me. I come down and land on my back and on my elbow hard. I mean, oh. it was a hard landing. And Laura's, Laura's like, are you okay? I'm like, well, I've made it through, but I, I, what I've not, I'm sure I tore the labrum in my shoulder. I'm sure wow. I did that. But with the absence of wrestler shoulders, I have a dislocated shoulder. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, so in the absence of doing the work previously and carrying the lean mass and doing the things I had, I was able to, I was resilient enough to endure that particular, and it was an accident. It's a pure yeah, accident. Yeah, you know, yeah. this can happen to a lot of people. But my point is, is that it's about building the resilience and the, res- and the ability to overcome the, just the normal challenges of life. Well, I'll give you I'll give you one more. First of all, you, there are so many different things that you said here that could be their own conversation about aging and longevity. But I'll say this. I agree with you 100% that our big, let's talk about skin, you know, our big mission when we take care of our skin, when we build skin health is actually building resilience because right. resilience is also the ability to adapt. It's amalgamated within resilience. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I went on podcasts like Ben Greenfield and some other ones, and, and I alluded to the fact that I think most people shouldn't do lasers and radiofrequency and, 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 and invasive procedures and rejuvenation, heavy rejuvenation procedures. And that is something that's very difficult to then break down. Right. But the real idea behind it is, is that once we've optimized our resilience, and obviously we cannot, we can never like fully optimize it, but we get you can't to a maximize point. maximize it, but no. you can continue to optimize it. Yes, exactly. Once we've gotten to a highly resilient, responsive state, then we can introduce, introduce the pressure to adapt. Sure. By the way, we are, we're talking about sports injuries. There is an amazing doctor. His name is Dr. Kickass on Instagram. And he has a whole program where he shows that an injury is exceeding two things, the ability of a tissue to sustain the, the force right. over, over range, but also over time which means if I do something too quickly, we can even think of cooking a a chicken in the oven. I can apply the same amount of force, but if I apply too quickly, 
that's going to result in one chicken. Right. And if I apply it very, you know, mildly, but over long periods of time, it's a different chicken. So this is just like one idea behind aging and resilience. And the other thing, and you, and that is the idea behind like wrestlers' shoulders, etc. But really something that you said about the hallmarks of aging and the, the expansion of them, you know, we're looking at a wrinkle. Whether we give it 12 names or three names, the wrinkle is there. So what are we really doing? And that's the accumulation of marginal gain. What are we really doing? We're trying to find as many improvements of one percentages. The, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, this is the reason. Listen, you and I met at trade shows. Yeah. We're at trade shows done by biohackers. We aligned very quickly. We have very similar missions, but we operated from opposite environments. Yeah. We were operating from the microbiome out and you were operating from the skin in, mm -hmm. which is as diverse a an operating system as you can get. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that there's constantly roles, there's constantly opportunities for improvement. And I think the listener, the thing I would want to impress with the listener is that I'll tell you, I go back to COVID, okay? Uh -huh. And there's still way too many people bitching and moaning about this, but, and wearing masks. Mm -hmm. You know what? Wearing a mask in and of itself will not permit prevent COVID transmission, okay? Mm -hmm. It was simply a tool. And by yeah. the time you layer masks and social distancing and nutritional processes and so forth, you now have a resistance. You now have, you have the ability to, to, you have multiple tools in place. You have the aggregation of tools that only give you a marginal response. Mm -hmm. But again, if I layer 10 things, I get a 10% response. Yeah. Okay. And that's very difficult to do. And I think as you're thinking about longevity, as you're thinking about beauty, as you're thinking about performance, again, our society loves that concept of a silver bullet. Yeah. Hey, take this particular supplement, your testosterone goes up and life's better. You know, mm -hmm. you're stronger, you're an athlete and women love you. Well, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that works in the advertising, but it, there's more to it than that. And again, it's taking that step back. So, you know, again, as the listener goes through this and as we talk about, the, you know, the, the, the elements of the hallmarks of longevity, remember, these are all pieces of a puzzle that have pieces of a pie or, in fact, they, they express it many times in a pie graph yeah. that you're constantly looking at. And again, remember, health span, average lifespan in this country, 73 years. Average health span is 62 years. So that means we've got 11 years on average that we can keep money in our pockets by not engaging with the healthcare system because we've invested in a longevity program. And oh, by the way, you look good too. Yeah, I agree. It's in, and to this point, we, you know, there's a very famous study when you, in med school or, or, or uh, when you study uh, organic biology evolutionary biology, there is a famous study that showed that children do not grow linearly. They grow in spurts. Right. And, you know, you could measure a kid and for, you know, a newborn, a small child, and for five days, they haven't grown at all. But then within a 20, you know, within a 24 hour period, they added a couple inches, you know, which is incredible. But, you know, the other side of that is that we also do not age in right. a linear fashion. Going back to resilience, what we really are trying to do, 
aside from building that resilience that then we can capitalize on and introduce damage in a way which would lead us to higher performance, by the way, just, you know, visual performance, if you would. But the other, the other point of it is that we really are wait that we're preparing for that drop down the stairs from a, from a, a skin point of view. That can be a day where you forgot you know, you didn't know that the sun is going to be very, very uh, strong. Right. Solar flare, that could be a high pollution day. No sleep. Those things that you can never expect, uh, never anticipate. You can only anticipate the fact that you're going to have one. Yeah, and plan on it. You know, yeah. not everybody, listen, not everybody lives a lifestyle like yours and mine in the fact that, you know, the I had a year of my life where I was on airplanes 50 weeks in a row, okay? <laughs> I flew 50 weeks in one year. Wow. Okay. You pay a price for that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not doing that again. Okay. Uh-huh. That was probably outside my capability. That mm-hmm. was outside my resilience. I paid a price for that and I approach it differently. But, you know, I, I just got off an airplane day before yesterday. I was out in Denver for four days. You know, I'd been on the East Coast. I'm out in Denver for four days. Sleep is disturbed. Other habits are disturbed. Food is out the door. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's entire, you know, it, the ability to eat in a home environment and then have that transition to a travel environment is, is nearly impossible. Correct. Yeah. But I had three or four solid weeks before I traveled to Denver. Okay. And now, you know, you and I were just talking about shows coming up and where we'll see, you know what, I've got three weeks to get my act together for my next show, for my next travel event. And oh, by the way, that next travel event, I'm coming down to be around you guys in Miami. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to put some sun on my skin, Uh um, but I have to be very careful. Okay. Maybe I can prep it before I get there. Maybe I do some things, but at the end of the day, that first day I'm down there, I'm not going to be in the sun for over 30 minutes. Uh I will be in the sun for 30 minutes. Um, (laughs) With the idea, because, you know, getting to know your skin, I can respond to that and I'll kind of grow at the days that I'm there. Yeah. But these are these are all those processes and these and they all apply to this. And I don't know, has someone written the article, The Hallmarks of Beauty yet? I mean, no, but we probably should. Man, what an idea. Yeah, 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 definitely. I love them. So let's talk a little bit about really the hero of the show. Maybe we should kind of rewind about a couple of years ago already. We were actually at. Radfest. Okay. And I set up a meeting with uh, with Daniel, who's who's uh, one of the heads of, of uh, Longevity Labs. And we've made a, an evil plan to introduce spermidine to skincare, which had some issues. Th- th- there is a reason no one did it until now. And the studies were there. The, the results were there. We knew it's going to work. But the question is, how do you introduce it into a product? How do you make, how do you make it work? And it took two years to take a product that only has been proven in animal models, only been proven without a lot of good user experience. When I mean that means the product wasn't very fun to use, if you would, and made a really a revolution, groundbreaking product, which we've just launched. We've launched a serum and a cream Youth Reset and Youth Daily, which together with, with our proprietary NAD boosting ability and some, some incredibly advanced peptides, we really target the entire 12 hallmarks of aging, which is incredible. But the real start of the, star of the show there is spermidine or what, what is called Selvio. So let's, let's talk a little bit about why is it the star of the show and what exactly is Selvio? Because there is a lot there. It's not like you can just grab you know, synthetic spermidines off some shelf and just cram it into your, your cream. 
Well, someone can do that. Yeah. And this is the challenge that you have is that, you know, the cosmetics industry is littered with products that are just people grabbing crap off the shelves and yeah. stuffing it in and running a marketing program. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You're probably walking away no better for the investment. This is one of the things that excites us. Listen, when I started working for this company, the science is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. we have we have a founder in Dr. Frank Medeo on understanding spermidine, you know, let alone the fact where we've known about spermidine for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. We haven't known what it does until until really 2016 when they gave the Nobel Prize for autophagy. And then we start to see the movement of research in this autophagy space with spermidine, which is where we align directly. Yeah. And now we've been looking at it from the inside out. We've been looking at spermidine in the microbiome, spermidine at a cellular level. But it doesn't take you long looking at internal spermidine until you recognize, wait a minute, there's something going on in the skin. Yeah. Two, two big areas. Number one, the epithelial stem cell production that comes with spermidine supplementation. Epithelial stem. Listen, your skin is regenerating on a daily basis. This yeah. is the this is the organ that you don't want to have in three months. You want a whole new one, okay? Yeah. You want a whole new skin wardrobe. Okay, yeah. so we've got that. So we know we have to have these epithelial stem cells cranking in order to get that new skin wardrobe. Yeah. But the other thing that comes with it in when it and it comes to damage. So if I have a cut, if I have a scrape, if something happens, if I have a sun issue, a repair process comes into play. That repair process is managed via autophagy. Okay. Yeah. Autophagy is critical there. So we can have it coming internal, but we were so excited about the fact that let's look at an let's look at an external application of this, and we see this with other things: hydrolonic, uh, hydrolonic acid, yeah. and vitamin C, and and you know we can go down the list. Well, spermidine is just one of those. Now we talked about Selvio, and for the audience, what Selvio is? This is an extract. So when we create a spermidine product, we extract ours from wheat germ in Central Europe. Mm -hmm. And we start with a spermidine-rich wheat germ. We have to test for this to get there. But then we use water as a solvent to get the things out of the wheat germ that aren't necessarily polyamines. Mm -hmm. Now, Salvio comes to you. Spermidine exists in a family of what's called polyamines. And again, to review the science just a little bit, we, we're all familiar with a term called amino acid, an amino mm -hmm. acid, an amine you take the acid off and you've got a carbon structure with some nitrogens and hydrogens attached. And that's what a polyamine is. And that's what spermidine is. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a precursor. The precursor is called putrescine. Yeah. It has two nitrogens. There's spermine. And you know what? I'm blanking on the word. What the, What's the postcursor word? Spermine. And then there's, well, there's spermine, which has uh, four nitrogens. I'm trying to remember the class. Metabolite. It's not a precursor. It's a metabolite. Metabolite. Yeah. So, but all three of those play important roles. You don't mm -hmm. want to just sit on one. You know, when you go to the gas station, you're normally putting gas in the tank. But if mm -hmm. your oil's low, your gas isn't going to work. If your transmission fluid isn't there, the other two won't work. So the polyamines kind of go hand in hand with this. And it's important to pay attention to. So this idea that I can just go grab synthetic spermidine off the shelf and either consume it or wear it. 
you're probably kidding yourself a little well, bit. It's, just, it's trying it's, to put gasoline in your transmission. It it is. I in my when we so we deal with a lot of molecules mm-hmm. that are supposed to have a profound impact. Whether it is sirtuin activators, the body's anti-aging genes activators. Sure. Whether it is NAD boosting molecules. Whether it is inflammation reducers. NRF2 activators, mm-hmm. gene modulators, a lot of those things are innate to the body, and that's why they work so well. That is something that's important to understand. But the part of the issue is the body always thinks there's a lion past the horizon for it to deal with. And why am I saying that? I'm saying that it's because imagine I'm trying to convince you of something, or I'm trying to give you information, or really, let's say I'm trying to convince you. What do you think is going to work better if I gave you, if I repeated the same sentence over and over and over again, or if I gave you a whole story around whatever I'm trying to convince you of? And that is called an entourage effect. It means a molecule that we want to target, but also other molecules that sync the body to the movement of that introduction. Mm -hmm. And we see it, by the way, all across medicine, anything from a femur implant to a heart stint, to nootropics, to skincare. By the way, the best examples, CBD, and I think I gave that example already in many podcasts, but I just love that example, where it is significantly cheaper or significantly better for marketing, Don Draper-type marketing, if I just blasted you with a high concentration of CBD. But we know that if I just strip the molecule out of it, out of its entourage, I'm only affecting you 10%. And possibly, and probably negatively. Yes. This, this is the important point. Yes. When you strip that molecule, again, we've seen this in cannabis. We've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. If you have THC and if you have THCA and CBDA with the accompanying terpenes, mm-hmm. it'd be an amazing product. You take THC by itself, it makes you ill. Yeah. Take too much CB, it makes you ill. So it's critical that you have that accompanying family to go ahead and support. Absolutely. That's the beauty of Entourage. Exactly. And what we're starting to see with NAD precursors, where what we're trying to starting to see with polyamines, starting to see with modulators of any sort, anything that's innate to the body, when you're trying to create a two a knife's edge introduction of a molecule. That is not how your body functions. Your body functions with, as a symphony, as and not not even as a duet, not not in single pulsation of introductions. So, for example, we're talking about a polyamine entourage, if you would, or or full spectrum polyamine blend, which is really what Selvio is. Exactly. We're, we're maximizing the response to spermidine, and by the way, we're just rephrasing spermidine. Really, if we want to think of putrescine, spermine, another polyamine, by the way, that, we, that we've introduced there from Bergmont, these are just basically another version, another way to tell the body, here is spermidine. Here is, here is a fasting mimicking molecule for you to get to trigger your autophagy. Yeah. And, 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 and again, by the way, I love Bergamot. That's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite terpenes. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's not terpene, but I love bergamot. Yes, you, it's necessary. Again, a ladder doesn't work. You can't just have steps to the ladder. You got to have the support. Okay. Yeah. 
And you can't just pull pull two steps out of the ladder because you can't make the next step on that a lot of times. You know, so it winds up being it winds up being critical. And listen, we didn't evolve to eat synthetic things. Uh-huh. Okay. We're not machines. Okay. Yeah. We are humans. We evolved a certain way and we evolved eating complex, complete yeah. uh, systems. And again, when, when you go take a look again, we'll jump to the outside. You know, the medical books and, and history is replete with shaman science that takes <laughs> plants and uses them in a certain way. And, and, you know, it's kind of fun. The business that we're in is we're starting to see the reestablishment of that. Yeah. Because so much got pushed away that, you know, everything needs a uh, double blind, peer reviewed, isolated. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm great. That I'm, I'm fine with you doing that science. Okay. But there are so many variables when you start to deal with a whole plant extract or a whole animal that it's, you cannot isolate it. Uh huh. Yeah. And so that, that's the, now it can be clinically studied. Is it safe? Does it make a difference? Does it make a difference against placebo? Great. But we don't have the drug company will take that and isolate the molecule, put a patent on it and go to market with it. Okay. What we're talking about here is taking whole food products. Uh, In this case, Selvio has been refined a bit, but at the end of the day, it is a spermidine rich wheat germ extract. And again, I think the, the, the beauty of this partnership is the internal external approach. Correct. And that's what I'm so excited about. Yes, and th- and this is where we really need to deliver an important philosophy because I, I agree with with everything that you're saying but I think there is a philosophical by bi- the philosophy of biology needs to be explained here where and anyone, you know, we have a lot of new listeners because of uh, my appearance in uh, Mindy Pelz's podcast, Dr. Mindy Pelz's podcast. And there I went into a little bit of a tangent explaining that, and I think we spoke about it a little bit as well, where there is a completely different nutrient relationship yes. past your reproductive prime. Yes. So the further you are from your reproductive prime, your body prioritizes nutrients and micronutrients differently. Absolutely. And so, for example, if we talk about something like NAD or spermidine, something extremely, or, or copper peptide, something that is extremely fundamental to our biology and a, and a real cornerstone of our biology, the older biologically we get, the less this molecule is designed to attract the other sex, to communicate virality and vitality, okay? Virility, not virality, virility, right? And that, is, that means that we need to do two things. First and foremost, actually, we need to do our best to top off those levels in our body. And that is to create a much better response when we supply it directly to the skin, because we do want another type, a three-dimensional type of entourage effect. It's not only that amalgamation of molecules, not only that complex of molecules, it is also that complex of molecules in different organs. So our skin is directly connected to our brain. It's Mm -hmm. not only directly connected to our brain, it's directly connected to the part of the brain that that, uh, confers stress in different mechanisms, in different uh, center in the brain where it takes input from the skin and relays to the rest of the body what is a stress from the environment and vice versa. So the better we quiet stress within the body and within our brain, the better we can supply 
fundamental molecules for for the body's youthful biology. Well, and and you got to remember that that stress, it's always there. Yeah. Okay? We evolved to always fear the lion over the horizon. Mm-hmm. That was a good survival instinct. I mean, the person that thought the kitty was going to be nice and tried to pet it did not reproduce. Uh-huh. So fearing that is a good thing. But, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day. We're t- um, we, Again, we live in an RV. We have we, we wind up getting caught in some pretty heavy winds. And, and I said to my wife, I said, I, I realize it's scary. I don't, I don't want to minimize that at all. Yeah. But it's wind. Okay. And you, you don't see RVs blown over all over the country because of a breeze. Now, there might be a tornado or there might be a hurricane, but it takes, you know, one night we were in a bomb cyclone in Long Whoa. Beach, Washington, and we had 70 mile an hour winds one night. Wow. And, I swear to God, I thought I was waking up in Kansas, um, but, um, but you woke up the next day, rig was fine. It was scary, but we got through it. Okay. So perspective is critical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Always taking a step back and say, I, re- I, I, I see you fear. I recognize you. I'm not minimizing you, but the question is how real are you? And I was talking about, there might be a bear that lives at the bottom of the mountain where we're staying right now. No one's seen him yet. He hasn't come into the campsite. Probably never will. Yeah. Doesn't change the fact that there's a lion, in this case, a bear over the horizon that you're concentrating on. So don't ever want to forget that. And there are great techniques besides eating spermidine or putting young goose spermidine on your skin. There are amazing techniques that go into longevity that give you the tool to extend health span, to meet lifespan and eventually extend, extend lifespan. So I, we, we're not minimizing that at all. It's a, it's a comprehensive aggregation of of marginal game. Yeah. techniques that you can never forget about. And you know the other thing too that we struggle with is you know the philosopher Descartes talked yeah. about the mind body dualism. Okay, I don't regularly say this, but but that philosopher was wrong. Okay, <laughs> there is not a dualism here. They are absolutely connected. They are linked, and we can't believe we can't begin to think that it that something that happens to my body does not affect my mind something that i'm doing with my mind is not affecting my body they are connected can't forget that yeah so you know as we start to work our way through this and keep working on these concepts you know i, I want to go back and talk about you know if you've read david sinclair's book lifespan yeah. you know there was a part in there that just blew me away when he's taking a look at the sirtuin genes mm-hmm. and the fact that the sirtuin genes moved after childbearing age, they yeah. move from the nucleus into the cytosol. And, you know, so this is, there is a life before your ability to reproduce or when you can reproduce and life afterwards. And you cannot, you cannot ignore that. Now, yeah. Changes for men and women, you know, there's, there's, there's genetic differences. And, and listen, that's a whole nother discussion that we could go into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that we, and we're learning about this. That you know, David Sinclair is at Harvard now. He wrote the book three years ago. We just learned about autophagy in 2016. We've known about spermidine for hundreds of years. Yeah. And one of the reasons we're able to understand it, Amate, is that our society is changing. I keep going back to the aquariums that we live in. Mm-hmm. That. You know, again, you know, you're in your aquarium there. I'm in my aquarium here. There is an impact from this. You have to recognize this. And we're constantly working to overcome this. Okay. Yeah. Because, and so as an, as someone listening to this, 
I think it's important to take a step back or the message I really want to convey is that don't just look at Instagram and what someone's doing on Instagram and think it'll work for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Odds are it won't. Um, <laughs> odds are it won't. But you can learn, you can think about this and figure out, okay, what's going to be good, where this is going to be. And again, don't be afraid to reach out to people like me or Amate. I think we're both pretty available to the general public. If you've got questions in this space, let it, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, while we do work for a company that sells a product that eventually profits and pays our, ch- our, our bills, at the end of the day, we interact with people to help them understand what's unique about their aquarium. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have direct sunlight on my skin for close to four months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm in, I'm north of the equator. I'm north, not only am I north of the equator, I've been north of the 40th parallel. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I have, I have red light on my skin that you see over my shoulder here. And, and we get the benefit of that, but I'm going to come down to Miami here in a couple of weeks and I'll see you all there. And I've got to be very careful because my aquarium is changing dramatically. That yeah. Week. And yeah. if I don't pay attention, I could come home worse. Okay. Yeah. So to the listener, you're an N of one, you're, you're, you're unique. And what's critical is that while you learn from others, you've got to constantly keep looking at what is best for you. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I mean, I couldn't have said it better, to be, to be completely honest. Hey there, this is Amitai, co-founder and CEO of Young Goose and uh, host of the Biohacking Beauty podcast. I wanted to take a brief moment to share something really special with you, our dedicated listeners. At Young Goose, we've always been about more than just skincare. We are about cellular care. We believe in not just addressing the signs, but truly diving into the very source of skin aging. The reality is, as time goes on, our skin undergoes damage, and this damage accumulates, gradually leading to those signs of aging we all see and know very well. But what if we could hit the rewind button? What if we could delve deep in, uh, not into the layers of the skin, but into the life-sustaining mechanisms of our skin cells. That's exactly what we're doing at Young Goose. We're pioneering a renaissance in skincare by employing principles from regenerative medicine. By rejuvenating and restoring the cellular functions, our products aim to rewind time, gifting your skin a youthful, vibrant glow. And for our biohacking beauty listeners, we have a special treat. Head over to younggoose.com right now and use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off your first purchase. Discover the magic of truly transformative skincare. And hey, because we value our returning customers just as much, use PODCAST5 on your subsequent purchases to get 5% off. And the best part that this discount can be combined with subscriptions in our already discounted systems. So why wait? Dive deep into the realm of regenerative skincare with Young Goose and let your skin thank you. Remember, it's not just skincare, it's cellular care. And now back to our conversation. So let's talk a little bit about why spermidine. Like, okay, yes, we get everything we're, we said until now. We get that we are trying to 
have as many names, correct names, but as many names as we can to the reason this wrinkle, this laxity, that loss of glow, that hyperpigmented area, that they happen. Yes, I get mm-hmm. it. The more names we can give this, these microprocesses, the more we can change them a little bit, the better my skin's going to look long-term, the better my body's going to look long-term. But the question is, why spermidine? What is so special about this molecule? What is so special about autophagy? Why does it affect so many processes? What is it? It's a relatively simple answer. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that you need to supplement what you don't have, mm-hmm. what's required you don't have. Yeah. Again, I, I don't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast, but you know, in the 14th century, Europeans started packing people onto boats. You know, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, did it in 33 days. Okay, uh-huh. a relatively short trip. Okay, but it was still a month on a boat. Mm-hmm. Now, as we go into the 1500s and the 1600s, particularly in the age of piracy, you start to see longer and longer ocean-going trips. Men are spending years on boats. And we start to see the development of this thing that's called scurvy, okay? Now, not everybody on the boat got scurvy, okay? The people on the boat that ate the rats on the boat didn't get scurvy because rats make their own vitamin C, Mm -hmm. okay? The ones that wouldn't eat the rats, they got scurvy. They had trouble with cellular uh, maintenance in their in their body. And what we found is if we supplement those people with limes, mm-hmm. with citrus fruit, it resolved it too. So it's, it's about the aquarium. Think of the boat as the aquarium. We put them in this unique aquarium. The, the certain nutrients weren't there to some or others. And we figured out, oh, we need to supplement this. So yeah. that's where we learned to supplement vitamin C. And we can, listen, there's stories for every one of these, whether it's vitamin D or vitamin E, there's, there's a story for every one of those where the environment led to a problem. When we figured out what the origin of the problem was, there was a nutrient, there was a lack of a nutrient. Yeah. is the same thing. When we look at blue zones, people who routinely live to 90 and a hundred years old, I love the book Blue Zones, but it doesn't mention spermidine. We came in and did a study after that and found out, oh, by the way, Blue Zones are also spermidine-rich environments. Yeah, They don't use commercially produced food. We live in a time when most people's food is produced commercially. So the person growing that food is basically, what's my investment? What can I do? How do I get the most for my investment? And they're looking at proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, and they're just trying to crank it out. But mm-hmm. what we're starting to do is we're starting to wash out the nutrients in our diet. We don't know which, listen, Amate, you know, as well as I do in five years, we could be sitting here talking about something else Yeah, that we found out along the way that this is the unique thing. Listen, if you live in a blue zone, if you live in Loma Linda, California, you might not need to supplement spermidine or get spermidine serum on your wrist. You may not need to, because you may have enough in your diet. The rest of us though, different story because of where our food comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up on a big farm. Yeah. I have two brothers. We had two one-acre gardens, mm-hmm. okay? Because we couldn't afford to buy the food that my brothers and I ate, okay? So we had to grow it. Yeah. And we fertilized those gardens with the manure from the barn on our farm, okay? There was so much nutrient density, it was ridiculous, okay? Yeah. If that's your lifestyle, you're probably fine. Okay. You're probably not listening to this. You know, you're probably out cleaning a barn, Uh but this is the challenge is that spermidine becomes important 
when it's not in the diet. Vitamin C is important when it's not in the diet and so on. So this is the big thing. And we're just starting to understand this. That, that's the beauty of the gift of understanding autophagy. That's the beauty of the gift of having someone like Frank Medeo recognize, wait a minute, if we put spermidine in senescent cells, many of them regenerate. Yeah. That was a gift. And, and so, and this is what started us down this path. And it's going to continue to go that way. We're a very early stage, but we do have plenty of science that says this. And again, the thing I'm most excited about is this crossroads that we're at and the yeah. fact that we've now moved to external usage of this. Okay. That's what's so freaking cool. You know, yeah. that skin, skin is our armor. Skin is, is as a warrior, it's our armor. It protects us and it scars and it mars and it does these things and it regenerates and it comes back. The beauty is, is now we've learned that some exogenous application of spermidine to the skin in either a serum or a cream actually helps the skin heal. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's what we want. I, I'll push back to what you said before about diet a little bit, and I'll explain okay. why. And also I'll explain what I'm in, in very, very interested and excited about what, you, what you've said later about the skin. But about the diet, you know, again, when we are getting older, when we're biologically past our prime, and by the way, depends on the hallmark, it could happen very early. Right. What, happened, what happens is, is that there is a snowball effect of accumulated damage, which means that it is now taking more energy, more building blocks to perform the same function, the same properties. I agree. And it all obviously starts from our DNA. The minute we talked about David Sinclair, which is, by the way, on the board of Longevity Labs, right? So, which is a company, Don, that, that you are one of the heads of. So what happens when we, you know, David Sinclair theory, which actually just came out, you, you mentioned the fact that he wrote a book three years ago, or I, yeah, I thought even more, but let's say three years ago, his book was released then because he was impatient about the amount of time it's, it would take him to release his study. Mm -hmm. His information theory of aging study just came out last month. When, when So David Sinclair is on the board. What David Sinclair says in, and he has proven, that over time, we lose the ability to access youthful information and then Everything is done with more mistakes, which then propagate, obviously, more aging. Right. And is taking more energy. Energy creation takes more energy, therefore everything else. So what we need to do, our baseline of how much spermidine we, we need, how much NAD we need, how much sirtuin activity, those genes, those repair genes, the enzymes they encode, how many of those we need, shifts raises. So what we're doing, and you know, we don't mention a lot about, we don't really kind of pat our shoulder and uh, our back and say, oh, we're biohackers, we're awesome. But within the biohacking space, what is biohacking? Aside from now a very commercial word that people are trying to monetize, what is biohacking? Right. Biohacking is understanding the way our biology functions, stripping away negative function and capitalizing on positive function. So when we're doing, when we're biohacking our skin, what we're saying is, is how do I reset it or reboot it back to a youthful state without some of the negative effects? That, that's what red light therapy is. I'm taking what's positive about the sun, stripping out the negative. What we're doing with spermidine and NAD, and by the way, 
between them, they work in incredible synergy. We, we love this. Yeah. What we're doing is, is we are literally matching the level of those metabolites to the level needed to function more youthfully, which I think is, I don't know how we're the only one who's, who's, who are doing it, to be completely honest. Well, it's, listen, we're early. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. luckily, luckily, you're a nice enough guy <laughs> that when we have a conversation at a trade show, that instead of, you know, getting egos out in front, we're able to have a conversation and, and work together. I mean, that's, that's what's so exciting about this. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, we all have friends, you know, you know <laughs> we've been in this trade show circuit for a couple of years now and we all have, so we have friends on both sides of this. We have friends that we meet them at the show, or I know you have sat on panels like I have Yeah. and you get a question, kind of a, a question about, you know, something life related. And we have friends who sit there and all they do is pitch their product. Uh-huh. Okay. But at the same time, I will not do that. So I'm always in a situation that when I have that question, let's answer the question and not necessarily pitch my, if I'm going to pitch my product, come to my booth, I'll do the pitch. Uh huh. But so that, that's the beauty. And, and again, we're early stage. Sperm and I, autophagy is new. Mm-hmm. Understanding autophagy is very new. Understanding spermidine is very new. Luckily, we cross paths with a great company in Young Goose with an innovative mindset and a willingness to say, let's give this a shot. Yeah. So that that's why we're here. That's why yeah. that's why we're doing this. Why hasn't someone else done it? Because they're not they're too busy pitching their product. They're not uh-huh. listening, not trying to, you know, collaboration is, is the ultimate form of creation. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, luckily, like I said, we get along and, and we run into each other out around the country and it's always fun. So let's, so let's throw a shout out to Katrine. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, but, um, but you know, that's, that's what's so exciting about this and what brought us here today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, listen, Don, this has been an incredible in-depth conversation, which I, I was very, very much looking forward to. Let's talk kind of to, to summarize this conversation. I'd like to really kind of review different, different, I would say, rejuvenation opportunities or in, in instances where this inside-out, outside-in approach would be highly beneficial. And we kind of alluded already to the recovery portion of that process, of that skin. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. When a person does or is intending to do any type of stimulatory procedure, aesthetic procedure, whatever that would be, do you, are you of the opinion that they should start that spermidine introduction process beforehand? Or do you think, you know, do your, do your procedure and worry about recovery after? How do you look at it? It's not about how I look at it. I'll go back to the doctors that do this. So we have doctors across the country. We have plastics people that when someone's coming in for a procedure, they start them on spermidine, six milligram for a month beforehand. Mm -hmm. You know, before they put that scalpel to the skin, you want to make sure that skin environment is optimized for repair. Okay. Now, when you're talking about something like spermidine, particularly when it's consumed internally, you know, this has got to go through the gut, into the bloodstream, all around the body, into this tissue, into the cells. That's a long trip. Okay. Yeah. You know, when someone uses, and, and I don't know, you know, 
again, when someone, when our customers tell us they start taking spermidine and then it's about three to five weeks before they notice the change in their nails and their, well, that's the amount of time it takes to dig in. Now, let me throw one other. We did a study in this country where we looked at markers for inflammation, blood sugars, and blood fats, blood lipids. And we measured at zero, 15, and 30, and 45 days. Okay, so we measured every two weeks for, uh, for the period of 45 days. We only supplemented zero through 30. Mm-hmm. The trajectory of change in a particular variable that went from 15 to 30 days extended to 45. Yeah. So it's this is not, and, and a lot of times when we use products, when you take a, a supplement, it's going in, it's landing on a receptor. This is how this is how cannabis works. Okay. Yeah. It goes in, it lands on a series of receptors, and boy, there's a pretty quick pop that comes from that. What we're talking about here is cellular health. Yeah. Okay. This is cellular cleaning, cellular protection. And again, when we go, listen, in my mind, and I hadn't listen, I'm an exercise guy. I came from the exercise physiology community. And I had not made the connection between the mitochondria and its role. And, yeah. and you know what? It wasn't until I started working in biohacking. I'm like, you idiot, mm-hmm. take a step back. And so it takes time for autophagy to clean out old mitochondria. Yeah. And again, mitochondria is critical. Okay. You don't die when you run out of time. You die when you run out of energy. And yeah. that's a mitochondrial mitigated event. It takes time for that. So if you're thinking about having this procedure, if you're going into this, I think you need to get on this a month ahead of time. Yeah. If you only get it on it a day ahead of time, there's still a benefit. Okay. And I would say the older you are, by the way, in my extrapolation of the data, if you are over 50, especially over 60, give another. (laughs) You should probably (laughs) add another two weeks. And that is because your cells renew slightly slower, right. which means that they carry that molecule into their adult state a little bit slower. You know, there's a, fun, there's a, funny, there's a funny statement. I think it's investing. When's the best time to, to think about uh, investing in retirement? Well, it was 30 years ago. Uh, what's the second best time? Today. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you can, you, you can never forget that. So if, if you're there, if you're on board, you're probably seeing the benefits, you get it. But don't think that you haven't started. If you've got a procedure tomorrow at ASAP, you've got to yeah. get the nutrient on board soon. As, the sooner you do, the better off you are. And, um, and you move on from there. Yeah, certainly. And again, super, super important, especially if it's an aesthetic procedure, to try and get, go, get that double whammy of from the inside out and from the outside in. And that is more than because you need it in your skin from both both areas. Right. It's because you need your body optimized to basically um, allow more of the body's attention to address issues in the skin. If I have chronic inflammation, if I have, you know, dysregulated microbiome, if I have some inflammation in my in my knee, elbow, neck, and whatever, my stimulation for renewal under my eyes will be significantly impaired rather than, and again, marginal gains. We're always going to have issues, but the less issues I have, the less chronic issues I have, the right. better recovery I'm going to have. So that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so sooner's better, but start sometime. Yeah. Okay. So that's as far as like aesthetic procedures. What about 
day day to day how do you is more better wh- how much should a person take as, as far as internal consumption we came to market originally uh, with a product that you took one milligram a day and we came to market with that because that's what the European community said we could mm-hmm. we had measured safety at that point I think to eight or ten milligrams a day so we knew it was safe to there. Well, our safety studies now extend to 20 milligrams a day. Mm -hmm. The European Union says we can sell products as much as 12 milligrams a day. Wow. No one's asking us for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. What? And so, so here's where we're at on that. There are some people that one milligram a day will be enough. We think most people need more than that. Mm -hmm. And, and depending on the situation, for instance, we work with a doctor out of Boulder, Colorado, Dr. Elizabeth Yerth. And I was talking to Betsy about this and um, fatty liver disease. Mm -hmm. So we have a really good paper showing that increased autophagy in the liver resolves many of the symptoms of fatty liver disease, helps you Mm -hmm. metabolize that fat. So it's not about high fructose corn syrup consumption. It's about lowering high fructose corn syrup consumption, but also boosting liver autophagy so it can metabolize what's there. Mm -hmm. We don't have an answer for fatty liver. Mm -hmm. And, And so Betsy will come in and recommend... 12 milligrams a day. Yeah. That's because, which is, two, which is two a day of our six milligram product. I don't think most people need to swing at the ball that hard. Yeah. Okay. As we look at what's going on around the country, most of our physicians are really happy with our two milligram a day product. And you may have some biohackers. So one of the other things, when we started at three milligrams, all our biohackers and all our uh, doctors were triple dosing. They're going to three milligrams a day. But we have been able to figure that the two milligram is where where this has settled out with six milligram being the product you want to use if you're really going after a therapeutic benefit. Again, if you're looking at fatty liver, if you're looking at dementia, if you're looking at immune response, if you're looking at anything that where your health you know, I like to think of health as a continuum. So zero symptoms is zero. Death is minus 10. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, there was a psychologist, his name's Martin Seligman. He's the president of the National Psychological Association. And he's the father of positive psychology. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says, psychology is about helping people go from minus nine to zero. He says, why aren't we helping people go from zero to 10? Yeah. And I like to think of health, of biohacking and health in that way. So if you are zero minus one, if you're, if you're very low symptomatology, you know what? Two milligrams might be good. If you start to slide down that continuum a little bit, you might want to come in there with a little higher dose for a little bit. I am insulin resistant. I have the diagnosis of being type two diabetic. I've got to pay attention to these things. Mm-hmm. You know, what people don't talk about, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I outlive you all because I'm more efficient at metabolizing my food. Uh-huh. But you know what? I take a little bit more mainly because it helps boost the production of not just the ATP production in the mitochondria, but it helps me manage sugars and all those hormones overall. It helps me manage autophagy instead of going through the ATPK pathway, I'm able to assist it through other pathways. So again, this is that N of one. Okay. You know, we've got to figure out what works, but there's a range. We're pretty sure, we're pretty sure one's not enough for most people. If it is, God bless you. You're good to go. (laughs) The physicians we work with are living in this two milligram a day environment. This seems to be a place they're very comfortable. They're not asking us for a ton more. Yeah. 
they've gone to, we have that six milligram pro product. So that's where we see it when we're consuming it, you know, across the skin, you know what, we got to figure that out. Yeah, we got to figure that out. What we know, what we see is that we're about, we can introduce around the equivalent, the equivalent of taking seven milligrams orally to the skin. Mm -hmm. And what we, yeah, we can introduce the equivalent of that. But what we can also do is introduce it to specific skin layers, which is extremely important because you did speak to the activation of basal cells, of skin stem cells. Mm -hmm. But we don't only need it for the activation of basal cells, which would be very low. That actually would be in hair follicle, which is one of the benefits of of spermidine. But um, it would be around hair follicle depth. But we actually need it also on our skin microbiome. So we need it anywhere from extremely deep into the skin to extremely superficial. So by introducing two products, one that goes extremely deep, uses my, uh, microencapsulated technology, using nanotechnology, and another one that could go middle to you know, top layers of the skin, we can spread out that, that effect and really target extremely specific mechanisms that marginal gain theory. No, that's work. exciting. Do yeah. you, hey, Amate, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So when we think of serums and creams, we think of our face, hands, arms, I mean, are we going to make a spray tan version of this that you stand there buck naked and get hosed down with? Or do we, what are your thoughts there? Well, we are working on a body lotion that is going to have that. And we're looking at actually one of the, one of the incredible things within a body lotion that we need is to lower oxidative stress dramatically mm-hmm. and oxidative stress that is communicated to the skin. So when we say the skin, the skin, the skin, it actually does, it, we actually want to look at the, the immune system and another set of, of cells that are pigment cells. And these two other types of cells are extremely important when we want to target a very large organ because they both are very diverse in their function and can create a lot of inflammation through oxidative stress. So we're going to have the first iteration of our body product sometimes this year. We're actually not going to be a big, we're not going to do a big hoopla around the launch of it. And that is going to look at increasing NAD and lowering that oxidative stress with Mm -hmm one of the most expensive molecules that you can have, which there is like a, a, a brand of, I don't know if you've ever heard about Lima. It's a, it's a laser for the skin. No, that, it's a new one for me. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's a nice gimmicky brand. It's not bad, but it's not something, they're, they're a high ticket item. And they based their skincare on this one antioxidant and their skincare is uh, north of $300 a product. Well, you can imagine it's very difficult to create a body cream, <laughs> you know. So we've worked for the past year to really lower the cost and kind of create it in-house. We're going to do that. We're going to see the effectiveness of it. And then we're going to, stage two, we're going to introduce the sper- spermidine there to create a hose-down type, you know, product. I can't wait to build that suntan booth and put <laughs> on the outside of it and just say, like, here we go. Yeah. So, or maybe All right. put it in. 
Maybe we put it in a in a some kind of a light bed and you get sprayed with it while you're in there. So who yeah. knows? There's, well, there's a whole level of development here. Well, once I I spoke to uh, Scott, the owner of uh, Mito Red. Shout out to Scott. Yeah. About some kind of uh some kind of a spray that goes out of their device. They never. I don't think they ever done did anything with it. But we did cr- create like a sketch of a prototype. Well, Good. anyway, listen, Don, we're trying to keep the podcast for less than an hour, even though I feel like we can go forever. So yeah, we- first of all, I super appreciate your contribution to anyone that doesn't that that don't know yet weren't here for the last you know couple of months on the podcast. You are part of this incredible company that is called Longevity Labs, that their product is called Spermidine Life. To say that you guys are the authority on spermidine is to put it mildly. Anything from, you know, David Sinclair being on your board, the person who's heading the company internationally is the person that is credited with figuring out the benefits around spermidine. And, you know, from behind the scenes, I can vouch, you know, this is, you are the partner that we've consciously, consciously chose to work with. Uh, so obviously it means a lot to us. Where should people start their journey? How should people start their journey alongside obviously ta- using Youth Reset and Youth Daily, the two products that we've that we've launched together? So if you if you want to learn more about spermidine, um, you can go to spermidinelife.us. Mm-hmm. That's our American website. Now, they're, they're, that's a consumer website. If you are a science geek and you really want to drill into this, we recommend there's a website called longevitybioresearch.org. And that's where we put all of the top science that we can find as it relates to spermidine, particularly human work yeah. of spermidine. So those are the two places. You know, we got a my my wife helps us with our company, and and she had a doctor reach out and said, "Yes, that spermidinelife.us site sucks." And I, <laughs> I followed up and I said, "So what are you looking for?" She was looking for the research, and so I um we can't put the research on our website. Yeah. I mean, simple as that. FDA, there's FDA rules. You just can't yeah. do it. So that's why there's longevitybioresearch.org. And that's where you go get it. If you want to learn about spermidine, I recommend that you Google spermidine in health and disease. It's a paper. I think it was in Cell. It's been a long time since I've looked at it. But it's it's what I recommend to it's any in nature. I believe it's in nature. Uh, it's in nature? Yeah. Listen, Dr. Medeo only publishes in, Mede- in science and nature and yeah. Cell. So that tells you something about the quality of research that's done. Mm-hmm. And if someone has questions, if you want to get a hold of me directly, you can, if you go to LinkedIn and, and search for Don Moxley, I think I'll be the only one that pops up. You'll see me reach out to me there. Or if you, you know, listen, I, Facebook is not the best place to get me. I do have a profile there, but I try not to live there very much. So it's it's best to go through LinkedIn or if you go to longev if you go to spermidinelife.us, there's a little chat bot there. And if you put in there, hey, I'd like to talk to Don, the people that run that will will connect us. And that listen, that's what I do. I talk to people all day. Amazing. I love it. And and it's exciting because I learn, we learn, and as long as that process is going on, we're getting better. Amen. If someone wants to contact me, it would probably be slightly more difficult just because we just had a baby. <laughs> yeah, don't contact him. Give him a couple of years, let that thing grow up and start sleeping. So we have a, whole, uh, a team that, that, that is me, uh, my knowledge, and that will help you, guaranteed. And uh, Don, again, I, I cannot wait for the, for the future of our collaboration. Oh. Obviously, I love you personally. 
you, your wife, the entire team. And I'm super appreciative of everything you've done until now and, and, and of, of our road ahead. Likewise. Um, I you know, couldn't have said it better. We, we, we're so excited for this. And it's just so much fun to mm-hmm. spend time hanging out with people like you and Anastasia and, and just the whole group. I love it when I love it when good people come together. And I think mm-hmm. that's clearly what's happening. Amen. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you here next time. Bye. Okay, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend my, first of all, my heartfelt gratitude to Don Moxley for his invaluable insights and for shedding light on the science of aging gracefully and de-aging. Don's expertise on longevity and biohacking truly resonates with the ethos of Young Goose as a skincare brand. And obviously, you can understand from this podcast that this that we've put our money where our mouth is. Before we conclude... I'd like to take a moment to address some listener questions. And remember, if you want your question featured on the podcast, simply ask it in a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be sure to answer it in our next episode. So the first question I want to answer is actually a question that was left in a review, which I'm probably going to read the review again uh, in another episode. But the question was about rosacea. And basically, this person wants us to record a, a, an episode about rosacea, which, which we will, but I would like to review it very quickly here. So rosacea can be driven from intrinsic or extrinsic factors, whether it is dysregulated gut microbiome. Basically, it, is, it can happen any, from anything from dysregulated gut microbiome to even dust mites. But there are a few things that we can do in order to really combat that feature that some people have in their skin. And it also depends what it is caused by. The good news are, whether it is caused by intrinsic or or extrinsic factors, we can really improve our health by targeting many of those factors. So whether it is intrinsic, we should look at a few things. We should look at parasites. Not obviously all parasites are bad. Our body makes their own parasites, which is something that we should probably cover in one of the podcasts here. But looking about uh, at, at toxic load, looking at gut permeability, and supplementing or increasing our uh, essential amino acids intake. Okay, that's a few things. Peptide BPC-157 can help internally when taken as a pill, or even if you take it in an injectable form, instead of injecting it, just squirting it with a with a syringe into your mouth. Don't stab yourself in the mouth. Yeah, it's just a cheaper version than than pills that works just as well. And you can definitely ask more questions about that. As far as externally, blue light can actually help. Not blue light that we have from screens, but therapeutic blue light from some of the panels out there have blue light as as a feature because blue light is very good for acne and it will also damage and destroy the bad bacteria and dust mites that that might irritate the skin and, and cause that barrier breakdown. You can also use a product called BioBarrier that we make that will also do the not do the same thing, but repairs the, the skin barrier. And that would really greatly relieve rosacea symptom, symptoms. Aside from that, topically, we can also use Civ, the product that Kiran Krishnan relayed information on this podcast. And that is basically spores that would re- really help with, if it's extrinsic, it would really help. And in general, what we want to do is try to lower the toxic load also in our body, but also 
on our skin. One, one way to do that is by using BioBarrier because it has a very, very strong antioxidant that deals with this, these toxins, or just use BioShield SPF 40 since it protects you from that accumulation of toxins on the skin. Uh, you can also use a good face wash with marine extracts. We make adaptogenic cleanser, but you can choose a different one because it is on the pricier side. So if that's something that you don't want to do, I, I completely understand. Look for a brand with uh, especially red algae extracts. Okay, second question is from a really cool guy. Uh, maybe he's listening to this podcast, maybe not. So he's saying, hey, Amitai, I'm a fan of Young Goose and your podcast. I have a question about a comment you made. I thought I heard you suggest that radio frequency treatments could somehow produce too much collagen. I didn't get quite get what that what you meant. I tried a Morpheus 8 machine, which is radio frequency and microneedling together for the first time about a month ago. And I'm curious if, uh, if you think this could be detrimental to skin rejuvenation. So thank you for, uh, and thank you for all the, your work. So this guy, I told him I'm a fan of his as well, because it's true. And so in short, radio frequency, especially Morpheus 8, which is an ex extremely uh, efficient and strong radio frequency application device that uses radio frequency, as I said, use microneedles to deliver uh, the waves deeper into the skin. They work by essentially overheating the dip deeper uh, skin layers. This intense heat leads to temporary swelling, which gives the illusion of immediate res uh, rejuvenation. However, as the swelling subsides, the long-term effects kick in. The heat can uh, cause damage and scarring beneath the skin surface. This damage and scarring is what I alluded to when I say, said too much collagen. It is misformed collagen accumulating where it shouldn't, and that creates a, a scar tissue. Often we talk here about the hallmarks of aging, the names that we give aging. And one of the newer hallmarks of aging introduced about a year ago, a year and a half ago, is impaired or damaged mechanical function. And that is part of that damaged mechanical function. Our skin layers are built to glide on top of each other and on deeper layers, subcutaneous fat, etc. By introducing that adhesion of tissue and scarring, we're, dam we're effectively elevating dramatically one of the hallmarks of aging alongside creating you know, chronic inflammation and a tissue that is extremely more difficult to deal with as time goes on, and if you want to do other rejuvenation treatment. So these are subdermal scars formed by excessive collagen production, which alter the skin's natural texture and elasticity. Another you know, crucial point to consider, and by the way, these are all points I, I wrote to him personally, is potential fat loss. Radio frequency treatments can inadvertently affect the fat layers under the skin, potentially leading to uneven skin contours. This aspect is often overlooked, but is a significant part of the treatment's impact. So what I'm, what, what I'm saying here is most of the effects that we associate with radio frequency uh, rejuvenation treatments are actually the effects that we see that last three to six months. And these are actually not permanent effects. These, this is the swelling of the tissue while the permanent effects take place in form. 
So by the time these permanent effects, which are very, very, very mild, very subtle, very subtle, take place and might be, again, adverse, we feel that we need another one. You understand? We think that we've rejuvenated the skin and that the skin has caught on to that rejuvenation and kind of lost that rejuvenation three to six months in. But that is not the case. It is the artificial swelling and damage of the tissue that has healed and formed a scar that we feel as the loss of rejuvenation, which is quite hilarious. So what what can we do? So one thing that I offered is a jawsicizer. So one of these balls that you kind of clench on, that you chew on, in order to basically use that tissue and load our muscles, our structure, and that would effectively load that scar tissue and make it form a little bit more evenly. That's number one. Another thing that I actually didn't recommend because, you know, when someone asks you a personal question, you don't want to just push products. But what I didn't recommend that would tremendously help is actually ProCare because ProCare has an ingredient that normally we don't don't speak about, which is actually from lilac. It, it is there to mimic the effects of metformin in the skin. But one of the features of it is the cross-communication of your skin and subcutaneous fat. And that is that will preserve that fat a little bit better. So ProCare is, is a product that we definitely want to use post that treatment if we decided to do it. An alternative, not only an alternative, but something you can do in, in conjunction is V-cell. V-cell is a, a very small embryonic-like stem cell treatment you get your blood gets centrifuged, but also treated with a special laser that dials back the potency of stem cells in the blood. And then they are reintroduced. They can be reintroduced intravenously, but they, are, they also can be introduced through injection to the face, increasing healing. The third, you know, just as a personal recommendation would be uh, taking stem regen and spermidine, which we've spoken about today. These two are stem cell mobilizers. So they will improve the way that our stem cells are recruited to a, an, air, a, a, an area of injury, and we can uh, mitigate some of those results. Having said all of that, I would not go ahead and do radiofrequency if you decided to do it. These are the ways that you can bypass some of those mechanisms that are taking place. Anyway, that is all we have for today. Once again, if you have a burning question or if you're curious about a particular aspect of biohacking beauty, don't hesitate to ask in a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you're listening to this and has a review section. We're here to support your journey to a more youthful you, period. So thank you for turning, tuning in to the Biohacking Beauty. Until next time, I encourage you to keep embracing the science of longevity and continue your path to radiant, age-defying life. My name is Amitai Eshel, and we'll see you here next time.